What's going on, everyone? It's your boy, Eric Phillips, and welcome back to another episode of the Meraki Podcast. Today, I have an awesome uh, guest today. It's a friend of mine, who I met through uh, another friend, and uh, he's been doing amazing things since then. And uh, we'll just get a chance to dive into his career, his life, and uh, get a chance to shine our light on our boy, Anthony Casabianca. Thank you. Thank you for having me, man. I appreciate it. Excited to be here. No doubt, brother. Thank you for joining, man. Uh, yeah. And again, I I said it before, but I do want to say it to you. Thank you again for for uh, getting up such so so early for this, man. Uh, oh yeah, no. We appreciate it. You know, as art as artists, you know, we, we make sacrifices, and I appreciate you think uh, doing this for me, man. Yeah, man. Of course, I'm, I'm. I didn't even know you were doing a podcast, so I'm just. I'm. I'm happy to be a part of it. I was honored for you to ask me. Yes. Yeah, sure. uh, and I saw you were sending texts at midnight my time. Yeah. Damn your time. You were up early, huh? Oh, oh yeah, brother. Ready? I get up. Well, so I have a daughter. So uh oh, up. And so I was like, well, since I'm up, I might as well. Because I, I hadn't worked on the uh, poster for, oh, for my yeah. podcast. So I was like, okay, cool. Let me just work on that while I'm up. And then I finished that. And then baby girl came and laid on, laid on my oh, chest, wow. man. And went to bed, bro. And yeah. All right. Cool, yeah. dude. How old's your daughter? I didn't know you had a daughter. Um, she is ten months now. Two months? Ten months. Ten months. Oh, okay, gotcha. Cool, cool, man. Yep, yep. Yeah, man. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. So uh so let's let's dive in, man. Tell us yeah. a little bit about Anthony uh Casabianca. A little bit about Anthony Casabianca. Um I'm pronouncing that right, right? Yeah, perfectly. Um I was born and raised in Las Vegas, Nevada. Um I am 23 years old, born in 2000, the first of our kind. Um, I played uh, high school baseball growing up. Baseball is my passion. All my buddies came from baseball. All my best friends that are still my best friends to this day, uh, I'll play baseball. And um, I went on to play at uh, Westmont College in Santa Barbara uh, as a pitcher. It's a, a liberal arts school with 2,000 students in Montecito, uh, right outside of Santa Barbara. Nice. Went there, um, but uh, I, had, I was a lefty pitcher, and I had a bad shoulder injury. Um, I tore my labrum, and they, they did, like, everything in their power to, uh, you know, fix it. I had stem cell injection from a pregnant woman's umbilical cord. Um, I got a stem cell injection where they dr drilled into my pelvis and pulled out the bone marrow and spun it and shot it into my shoulder. Yeah. Cortisone shot, surgery. Um, so that uh, kind of fell apart quickly um, in college, which was a super, it was a big bummer because, you know, uh, baseball was the thing I wanted to do. And, um, and as I was coming to terms with that, as I was battling this injury for about a year and a half, slowly... But surely this little bug in me started to grow of uh, writing these scripts in class and writing them more consistently. And then, you know, trying out for the play at, in college, um, you know, the weird baseball player that was in the play at school. And um, and I had done stuff prior in high school and middle school, um, you know, with theater stuff. Um, and there was just a moment where I was like, hey, uh, Let's try to take this thing really seriously and uh, yeah. never look back. Yeah. I'm glad that you didn't, bro. Glad that you yeah. did. And you yeah, know, it's crazy because usually um, the the higher percentage of actors are people who always had that, had acting as a dream. 
but mm. yours was the complete opposite, right? It was baseball. And right. then it was, and then it came into, hey, listen, I got another talent, I got another blessing um, and gift that I was uh given. And so let's let's explore that. Yeah, man. And you know, if you ask my buddies, my high school buddies, my best friend, um, they they knew all along. They they said, Yeah, this checks out, this makes sense. He he's not a he's not an athlete, he's he's an athlete, he's a he's a he's, he's an artist. So uh, what were some of the small signs that 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 they saw that was like, oh, oh he's definitely an artist? My best friend Jake McClain, I'm excited to share this with him. But we just talked cracked up about it a few months ago. Um, he always play, wanted to play wiffle ball in the backyard. We'd always have Sunday, you know, uh, barbecues with our families. He always wanted to play wiffle ball, and I always wanted to play Army men. And he would never play Army men the right way. He would never do it my way. He would never buy in. He would never say that the bad guys are over there. We got to take cover behind this freaking slide yeah. and uh, get these guys. Yes, uh, and he actually came out a few weeks ago or a few months ago uh, and his family to watch me in a play. And he goes, yeah, that, that checks out. Yeah, that's what you're doing. This is what you're, you're in the right place. That's uh, beautiful. That's so. beautiful. That's yeah, cool. man. That's dope. That's dope. Well, it's funny because I played baseball. Wasn't that good, right? Um, wow. I played junior league, um, local 415. And um, I explored the pitching experience. I was a, I'm was, i a lefty, too. And I okay. he's hurt, right? So here's the thing. when I When I initially was offered the opportunity to at least try out, it was my coach or whatever like that. He's my mentor and stuff. And he's like, why don't you try? And I said, all right, cool. And I got so nervous, but he said, you know, lefties are, are the hardest pitchers to hit because they're lefties. And I never understood that. So, but that gave me a little extra confidence. But I went up there and stuck it up, bro. <laughs> I stuck it up still. Oh, well, the good part is lefties are, they say they're more creative. So, and that's probably why we're both in, you know, in the, uh, the arts world now. Uh, that, that, that's good. That's one thing that good that came out of it, you know. And they always say lefties are crooked. You're a little, you're a little twisted in the head. They say. Well, that's what they, they the say. company is Twisted Fantasy. Oh, there you go. <laughs> there you go, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But all right, so let's dive in a little bit more, man. What's what's one of the uh, childhood memories that you that defines who you are today? Childhood memories that defines who I am today. I guess the story about, you know, uh, you and your boy would be one, but if you could give another. Looking back on it, um, honestly, I mean, there are so, there are so many, but I want to say my dad, but, you know, one that's sticking out, and I guess I'm just going to say this one because um, – it's just influenced me. Yeah, just one that sticks out. This this isn't the best, but this is what comes to my mind right now. Um, I had a lot of, you know, baseball was my life. And I had, I just had coaches that were characters. They were like ex-pro baseball players. Um, and they were around a bunch of 12, 13, you know, 17-year-old kids. And they were hilarious. And just like they were character actors. They were just like nutty dudes that just like never grew up, you love, know? Love this sport of football, man. <laughs> love baseball. Yeah, yeah. And oh, baseball. Uh, baseball. And, I was uh, thinking about one of my football coaches. <laughs> there, there you go. See, you know what I'm talking about. They were, they were nut jobs. Absolutely. And, like, I pulled from them. And, and I remember they were cursing at me back in the day when we would screw up. And they were saying words that I, I would go back to my dad and go, 
that what does this mean and and because they they just they didn't there was no filter on these guys and they there was characters and there's this guy there's one coach named coach Berkey and he always carried around this squishy ball and he'd bounce it around and he'd, he'd call you bro every five seconds that was his thing and it was just a, a lot of stories just like that um yeah and and yeah and then now it's kind of transferred over into like now I got these crazy acting coaches and it's kind of funny how they're the same thing in a weird way but uh that's something that's not the best one but that's just what sticks out when i think of it right now one of the most beautiful things is that we meet as as creatives you know when, when we're looking for character development is that we we just meet people man and we just, yeah. we just really just like learn people and, and listen to people where we're like one of the best listeners um and we're just very attentive and aware yeah yeah and we find the beauty in everybody's personality, though some some may be a little bit more agitated than others, right? But right, right. Exactly. <laughs> but we love those nonetheless. Yeah, absolutely. And um, yeah, I, I love that you said that because that that is something like the, at the core of it all, of the core of like wanting to be an actor. Like I'm just so fascinated with people. I just yeah. think people and their stories and why are they the way they are. It's just like it's just interesting, you know. Um, people are fascinating and i love fascinating people i even i love yeah i love a good bad guy even you know uh like a a character in a movie a character in real life it just fascinates me you know why did you do that why are you like that um but yeah man so just a little bit of background on the podcast it's called the meraki podcast and where i got that name from is it pretty much pretty much was looking for something that would explain uh the love of doing something and so I looked at the definition of Meraki and it said the passion and love for doing whatever it is that you may be doing. And so I said, all right, cool. I'm going to go with that. Very all simple, right. right? And, um, and the reason why I interview the people that I interview is because there's something that I see um, that I admire in the person that I, that I get to sit across from. And, uh, and I just am intrigued in, in your passion in regards to, the, to what you do. So as we get on, um, get further in the interview, we'll get a chance to see a little bit more of what I saw. Awesome, man. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. All right. So talk about how you guys started in acting. What was the, like the, the first like play or opportunity that you had? Um. Well, I did mention, you know, I did a few things growing up in uh, high school and middle school and in middle school you had electives. You had one like kind of like out there class, you yeah. know, and there's this drama class and all the other classes got filled up and I did not want to do drama. Drama was for the weird kids. And for some reason I got hooked up in drama class and I was dragging ass the whole year. I hated it. I hated it. I hated it. And what about it? Did you, didn't you like, I was just, I was a baseball guy and all my buddies were, you know, taking PE or something or, you know, taking art class and, you know, hang, hanging out and goofing off. And I wanted to do that. Yeah. But um, my first, that was my first uh, uh, introduction into this. And I remember um, we had to do a present. It was kind of like a, not a talent show, but like, you know, bringing a piece and do it. And I took the Forrest Gump. Um, Forrest Gump's my favorite movie of all time. I took uh um, great movie. Great movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when he's talking to Jenny's grave, when uh, Tom Hanks is talking to Jenny's grave and I miss you, Jenny. And, uh, you know, you're buried, you're buried under my tree. And um, 
I did that whole monologue for my class and I really went, went, went for it. And just, you know, it, it was just a, yeah, I just went for it. And I remember I, I ended it and my teacher was crying. She had her hands, uh, her face in her hands like this. And I'm like, whoa, what did I just do? And, and I had such a fun time doing it at the time. And a couple months go by and I'm telling my parents, I hate it. I hate it. Get me out of that class. Get me out of that class. And I had a parent-teacher conference with the teacher and the principal to get me out of the class. And I remember the drama teacher, Miss Harlan, she was sitting across from me and she said, you're throwing away your career. She kept telling me that. And I said, lady, I don't care what you say. I am getting out of this class. Yeah. I got out of the class. And I never looked back. And until, and, until you know, I got into high school, I did one little thing. But, um, and then it really wasn't until two years into college. So like almost 10 years later where I was like, Oh my God, this is the thing that I want to do for the rest of my life. Cool, sir. She, she was right, man. She was right. Yes, but, sir. Yeah. What's, what's one of your, like every actor has this, this, this story, but what's one of your craziest auditions? Craziest auditions. Ooh, that's a good question. Um, you know, um, craziest auditions. Um, I auditioned for they did a motion capture for the, this newest Star Wars. Um, um, or actually, I can't talk about that. This NDA, or I think it's coming out. Yeah, what it's fine. Um, I did an audition for a Star Wars uh, uh, video game. It was like motion capture, you know, they needed a, an actor and they put all the dots on you and whatever. And um, it's a scene where I'm being tortured. And it was a live audition era, not live, uh, in person. And those were, you know, are very rare nowadays. And they needed you to be tortured and they're asking questions and you're getting zapped. Yeah. And I knew like the only way I could do this is if I just went like totally all in on this and just really got zapped and... Uh, and just falling over my seat and saying, I ain't going to tell you. And, um, and I just remember, I really, really went for it. Um, and I was falling out of my seat and hanging over the side and screaming at these guys. And I ended up making it to the producer session. I made it four rounds. Um, and, uh, I did that every time. And I guess that nothing too crazy has happened. Um, no, like, uh, you know, freeze ups or, or casting, doing anything you know mean to me which i don't think they would do and you know a lot of it's self-tapes so it's like you know you screw up you just restart the video that's so, the part about our about our thing like when COVID, right. like i was like all right cool i don't have to travel all the way to new york to do an audition right, 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 right. <laughs> exactly exactly you know, but it's crazy man like even even though I do like doing self tapes, I think that there's something about that in person where like the energy in the room it just flows right. And then like if you have a scene partner, it, it gives you a little bit more to work with. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, 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 yeah man. Um, it's uh, I really didn't grow up in the or audition in the uh, in person world. I do a lot of commercial in person, but not theatrical, which you know I'm what I'm really about. Um, but uh. Yeah, it's just yeah. I would like to go back to it, but it, it it's it's you know the name of the game now. I can't really control it, so yeah. Might as well keep going. Just yeah, just adapt, baby. There That's you go. It. That's it.
what, what do you prefer? Do you? Um, I know you said you did a few stage plays, yeah. um, but you did one in college. What was that? It was called The Marriage. I didn't know what the heck I was doing. It was some like a uh, Russian play that was, you know, translated and 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 I had a part in it. Um uh, I could barely remember it and I didn't know anything about acting. I just got up there and was screaming. It was yeah. like my best friend was getting married and I like uh, was objecting to the wedding. Um but yeah, that was kind of my my second time. I did Peter Pan in a Christmas play. Nice. With my drama class in middle school, but yeah. I was kind of like, you know, yeah, it was just yeah, that was the one in college. Nice. nice. Yeah. So um I know that, you know, we're we're talking about your acting career, but I want to dive in a little bit into who you are, man. What 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 is it that, that you like to do when you're not like worrying about auditions or trying to memorize lines? What 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 is Anthony Casabianca, man? Yeah, man. You know, that's a good question. It's something I struggle with. It's something, uh, you know, I'm 23 and I think that this is the prime time to figure, you know, to be asking those questions as a young adult. Um, and to be honest, it, it's, that's a hard question. That's a hard question to ask. And that's the problem um, because I, I, it's like, th this is really just my whole life is acting, acting, acting and, and acting classes and, you know, writing scripts with my buddies. And uh, it is a full-time job and there is little time to do other things yeah. just, you know, what's on the line. And I'm a very intense guy. It, it's what's on the line of, you know, you gave up your life in Las Vegas and all where I'm from and my family back there to come out here and pursue these dreams. And, you know, uh, I'm college educated and I'm, you know, I'm bartending because I'm willing to give up this time right now in order to make these dreams come true. Um, and, you know, it, it's, it's hard, man. You know, I, I guess the answer in short would be like hanging out with my buddies, but all my buddies are actors and, and, the, and directors. So yeah. all we're talking movies and what are we going to do to make this thing happen? Yeah. Uh, I do. I have heard multiple times from multiple sources, dude, you got to have a life outside of it. Um, but, you know, I, I, I we hang out. I, we we do things. We love barbecue and steaks. Uh, just, yeah, just hanging out with my, my friends. I don't, I don't know, necessarily have hobbies outside of acting. Um, I, uh, you know, and women going on dates here and there, nothing too crazy and, and work. Um, I kind of have set up my work week. I just got a new job bartending and where I'm working on the weekends and like just a couple of days throughout the week. So I have, you know, Monday through Friday that are really just hardcore, you know, cause those are business days to just work on acting. And then the weekend when everyone's resting, that's when I can go make a little extra cash on the side. Um, but yeah. And who Anthony Kostanyak is, I'm just a bulldog hard worker, man. That's all I got to my name. That's all I know that I can do. The only thing I can control um, and aside from acting, yes, I am the actor, but we're really, I got a little team going and, and, uh, we're kind of where we are, we are, I got it written on my wall right now, our goals for 2024. And we have a, a movie that we're going to do. The goal is by January 1st to have it shot, not, you know, edited, but, at, you know, shot by then. Um, and that's, you know, that's writing that's going to be 
going to get investors and I'm sure we'll get into that later, but, um, yeah, writing the script, uh, uh, you know, we just had a table read last week. It is just acting and sure. It's just acting, man. Who, who am I? And, you know, I, I'm a family guy. I, I, I got, I got a big family around me. I'm not just my immediate family. I call my mom every freaking day. I love her. She's my best friend, my father. I'm super tight with my sister. I got my boys back home. I got my boys in LA and I show up for them and they're my life. I know who I do it for. Um, so I'm a big family guy in that sense. I don't have a rock climbing hobby. I just, I got, I got, you know, my friends and family. So, yeah. You said that you moved from Vegas and you took that chance and just went straight out to LA. What made you say, yo, you know what? Vegas, Vegas did what it was supposed to. It raised me and born and bred, but LA is where I belong. Uh, I got to say, Eric, I've, I love your questions, by the way. And you're just firing me up with these questions. Uh, but I, I went to uh, Santa Barbara first because I play college baseball. Yeah. Uh, so I got a scholarship out of Vegas, went to Santa Barbara. I'm an hour and a half away from L.A. And I met these guys who are still my best friends to this day. Um, and we lived in uh, Santa Barbara together. And they were in, into music. They did music. They're called Lazewo. And they had a lead singer. I dated a lead singer for a little bit. And um, Justin and Matt, we lived, Justin or Matt and I lived together for five years. We met in college. And then Justin came along, lived with him for three and a half years. And um, three years ago, when we moved out to LA, or I lived with Justin for more than three and a half years, maybe like four and a half. Anyways, because um, we lived in Santa Barbara together. And we all, I was the actor, they were the musicians. We knew we had to go to LA. So I, what was awesome for me is I had a couple of dudes that came down, that went down to LA with me. And um, that, uh, you know, it's, it's some people, a lot of people move out here by themselves. And we can't, we are going down, coming down here to, you know, do our thing, to take over and, uh, and make a name in the industry. So it was really nice to, we moved out here three years ago and moved into an apartment in an apartment. I actually just moved out. I moved into my own place. Uh, two weeks ago. Uh, yeah, man. First time living on my own. So it, it's pretty awesome. And uh, yeah, and they're, they're, they're crushing it. They're doing great. They're signed with CAA, did a record deal with Sony. They just went on their first countrywide tour. I got to see them go on tour, man, and have like fans. It's like, it's awesome. And we were just, you know, it was like law of attraction. We, 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 we've hustled every day. I just stopped over there the other day and they, you know, had a meeting with their label lined up and, um, I, yeah, they, they, we set each other up and, and, you know, and now we're here, it's been three years and it brought us down here. But then again, like we got our own dream, we got our own like uh paths to follow, you know, they got their music industry and I got my acting industry and whether you like it or not, we're kind of, we've pulled apart in the, in the, in the, in our career world of like, yo, we just kind of live different lives in that sense of, you know, I, I came out here thinking actors and musicians are going to just tag, you know, it's going to be every, everything's the same. You know, we're all just artists, but no, it's it's a lot different and you meet a lot of different people and uh, you gravitate towards those people because um, they have a new sum of partners and, and, and friends and acquaintances in their world. And I, I have the same in my world. And um, you just have to gravitate towards those kind of people because. Cause that's the world you're living in. Cause it's your life 24 seven for them, for me. And uh, yeah. So yeah. I, could, I, I don't know. Yeah. Would, maybe it would have taken a lot longer to come down here if it wasn't for them, but we, we did it. 
but you need you need you need to have people that's around you that are in the same direction that are mentally there um i had an interview with my with my boy uh Dwayne, and he was like yo man it was just like this mamba mentality thing that i got bro and it's like right I'm like, i love it i love it because yeah. that is literally you, what it is you say you got the mama mentality he he said that that's what he switches into and and i you know i use that as a as like a as like a motivator you know but yeah. was like, i'm like yo that's exactly what it is like kobe like all right he said well, listen, his his teammates always wanted to go out and party and stuff like that. But he said, listen, if I'm going to come out and party with you, that means you got to be up early with me when we when when it's time to hit the gym, because right. that's that's what it takes. You know what I'm saying? I'm going out with you, but you got to come to the gym. And a lot of them didn't come. Some showed up, but a lot of them did. Right. But that was the whole concept is like you got to make sure that you're surrounded by people that are even if it's not necessarily in the same field which I prefer because you get a little different perspective, but like you gotta, they gotta be motivated. You know what I'm saying? It's healthy. It's healthy for the soul, bro. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, yes, sir. It is healthy for the soul. And yeah, it's like, um, it, it's like crazy how that happened. It's like looking back, it's like, how did I meet these guys? Like Justin and Matt, it's like, in Santa Barbara, and just like kids with in, in a smaller town with these big dreams, and like we were just the guys that were like, yeah, these are these whack these wacky musicians and actor that are all living together in Santa Barbara, and and we yeah we just mama mama mentality 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 in a way, um, yeah, and we're here, man, we're making it happen, so making like, it happen, yeah, dude. Let's talk a little bit about that, bro. Like, so this yeah. this is. You said it. Energies attract like like that 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 grind. People that notice the grind, they they gravitate towards each other, and that's the way it should be. I mean, honestly, like you don't want anybody on your team that's like that can't help you elevate. Um, but you you're doing the acting thing, but you're also going in an independent direction as well in regards to creating your own opportunities, bro. Yeah. And and that is. That's the that's the same place I'm in, and that, and that's uh-huh. the thing that I love. And it's yeah. like, talk about that. Like, instead of and, and I know that there has to be a fair balance on, because we're trying to get that opportunity, but we're also trying to make it as well. Um, why why are you leaning more towards like making your own stuff opposed to like, yo, I'm just going to go and try to find an agent and and do it that way? Why yeah, do you go the other way. Well, a great thing one of my acting coaches said, Chris Levy, I'm going to see him right after this. I'm going to class. Uh, he said, there's two paths in this industry. You either wait for someone to t- say yes to you or you create the yes for you. Um, and, you know, I do all, I do all the, the – I have an agent. I have a manager. I have an agent in Chicago. I got a commercial agent and a theatrical. I do all that. I get auditions con- consistently every week, great auditions. That's all going good. Um, you know, I play the part, the typical part in that way of, you know, and I go to my acting classes, I get my headshots, I do my casting director workshops. Um, but that's sometimes not enough. And, you know, and you need every inch you can get. And so, yeah, and so while I do all the basic, the normal actory things of what you do when you come out here, um, I want to take it a step further and give ourselves 
the best opportunity. And we know for the ones around me that are super serious about this, like me. And also, we know why I did this in the first place. Like I came out here, like at the core of all of this, what do I want to do? I want to just make movies with people I love and like my, our movies and our stories. And, and, um, and that's kind of what we're, that's pretty much what we're doing. Um, and was that the question? I forgot kind of the question. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. It's pretty much like why, why go independent opposed to like just going just the traditional route. Right. And, and yeah, I am going, the traditional route is full, in full swing, but independent, um, we're not, I'm not, we're, 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 to be so frank, we are coming, we are not stopping and we are going to take, take over. We're going to, we're going to just do our thing. And, um, and you know, with social media, you know, you're a great guy on social media. Um, the world, all look there, you got free publicity yeah. on your phone. Yeah. And 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 it doesn't cost a, a billion ducks to make make a movie anymore. And we have all the connections. And you know, my buddy Blake, Blake Tamarkin, I did third wheel with him. We'll talk more about that later. But he, he's he's an old, he's a like a few years older than me. And this dude went out and he funded his own movie, got a bunch of actors, went to Chicago and made a kick ass film. And it's kicking ass right now. And he's a, a workhorse and I'm looking at him getting so inspired. Like, you know, and I, I joke with him. I'm looking at him in the editing room. Like if this Momo can do it, I can do it. <laughs> and, uh, and you know, we're best friends now. And I tell him that all the time. Yeah. And he's killing it, dude. And, sure. and, and I love him. He's my brother. And, yeah. um, you know, with the social media and there's just so many avenues, dude. Like, and we're still just like kind of just throwing shit at a wall and seeing what sticks. Excuse my French. But um, just even, you know, I'm sure you saw I, I did like a, a bunch of social media edits for this third wheel movie that he, he directed and that I started in. Um, just to try it out. And I just like the amount of just feedback off the off of like, I think, 30 videos. I did 30 videos in 30 days on Instagram and TikTok. I yeah. mean, the, you know, and it's like sounds pretentious. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the grind, bro. That's oh, dude. work. <laughs> it was 100 plus hours. But yeah, sure. and it sounds pretentious. And I'm not, I don't care about, you know, the followers and the engagement, but like, it's, it's the name of the game, bro. Yes. And you either evolve or die. It's in 50 cents book, get rich or die trying either evolve or die, dude. And you know, and the, we got, we got followers from it. We got a lot of people, we had people arguing in my comment section, like, uh, you know, screw this guy and she's right. He's wrong. And, we had one video get 150,000 views, one get 20,000. It's like, look, look, look at that engagement. And like, so there's something here. We're not delusional. Um, and that was just a test. Um, we're going to go a little bit further with that one. But for the next movie, we're, we're already in, you know, starting ideas with the social media stuff. Yeah. Don't know. If, I think I went on a tangent after your question, but yes. You're all good. Like this is, we'll have a conversation after this. Oh, <laughs> yes, we will. Dude. I miss you, bro. I like it. See you, brother. dude. We got to kick it. Yes, sir. Yes, yeah, sir. Man. Hey, man, it's been a while since I've been out in L.A., but I, I, I promise you this. The next time I'm out there, you you are one of the visits. I have a buddy, and I actually have a few friends now who live out there on the West Coast who transferred from New Jersey to, to L.A. And right. killing it. And, and even if I can toss a, a oop for one of them, like, you know, we're going to make it happen. You know what I mean? But yeah, yeah, dude. Dude, 
I'm super excited, super excited. Um, you you mentioned something though, which is pretty much what Issa, Issa Ray says. She says, you know, a lot of times we try to strive for reaching the, the top people. And, uh-huh. and we have a lot, like we have a lot of creative friends that are right in our reach, that are on our lateral. And they're just as hungry as we are. They're doing yeah. that. They want it. And so opposed to trying to get up there, why don't you just work with the people that are that are right next to you and right. move up? Because that's what all the ones that are what we consider to be great, it's the Scorsese's and 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 the, the director of Star Wars, I'm sorry, uh Lucas. Lucas, like they started all together, you know what I'm saying? Yep. They worked in their class, you know yep. what I'm saying? So it's like when you really get an understanding of it, it all makes sense, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yo, just just use your genius, use your gift, let the others use their gift, and make the make it work. Yeah, make it work, man, make it work. Yeah, um, yeah. That, I, I'm so glad you bring that up. I remember look, you know, thinking a, a couple years ago, I kind of came to that conclusion of like, well, well, shit, all these broke actors and directors that I'm all around right now. Well, these guys are gonna be the next Tarantino's and next Scorsese's. That guy might be the next Robert De Niro. Um, you know, um, let's latch on to these guys. These, and they're cool dudes. Let's hang out. You know, um, it's not. It's not like we're gonna stop creating successful directors and actors. It's right. they're they're right around here. I bump into them all the time. Which one's which? And which one do I get along with? And which one has the same vision? And who 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 listens to me? And who 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 will I listen to? Um, and cause not everybody, I, I don't, you know, I'm an easy guy to get along with, but you just mesh with people better, you know? Yes. That's yeah. just how it goes. That's yeah, how it goes. The, the business is relationship based. Like that's really what it is. It's building those, those relationships. And so if you're, it, and not everybody's going to like you, not everybody's supposed to work with you. Like your people are your people, but when you find your tribe, it goes right. exactly. <laughs> Dude, it, it's it goes priceless. Yes. Priceless, dude. Yeah. And like, and in the last year, I have really found that. I think for a while, I remember first two years being out here. I'm like, man, where's my Martin? Look at here. You see, I got uh, Martin Scorsese and Robert De Niro on the set of uh, Cape Fear right there. Where's my Martin Scorsese? Where's uh, my Ben Affleck, Matt Damon? And I, and it's like, oh shit, I think I got a few guys. I think yeah. I got it. I think I got it now. It just took a little time, you know, man. Um, but yeah. You locked in that persistence, that perseverance, though, because a lot of times I was actually just talking to my fiance about it, man. She that's actually how I met her. We we met in in like doing film work. And the project that I initially met met her on, I was auditioning for her. And yeah. Ah, and uh we we got a chance to mesh in the audition room and cool, cool. And for some reason that project fell through. And then we, I, I was doing my short film, My Brother's Keeper, which was my first. And I was like, hey, listen, come on. Like you, you said you were an actress, let's, let's work. And yeah. we ended up building up our relationship that way. But it's beautiful, man, because it's like, in all of those years, her project never got made, but I was just telling her, I said, in all of those years, how many film directors did I come? Because that was the whole reason her her DP fell, fell through. And I'm like, but I came in contact, and you know me for all of these years, came in contact with plenty DPs. Let's get this project done. Let's just so that you can get it out of your system, get it get it out of your soul so you can make room for the new one to come in. You know yeah. what I mean? And that's, yeah. that's really what it's all about is 
we we've come a very long way, bro. And you're yeah. 23, I'm 28, and you're mm-hmm. like you're you're ahead of the game, bro. And it's like lovely. It's love lovely seeing that see, seeing you do that, bro. Thanks, um, dude. Let's talk about the films that you mentioned. Uh, first film, uh, Third Wheel. Yeah. How did that film come about? Third Wheel, baby, my bread and butter. Uh, that came about. Um, I, uh, last, so not last August, uh, August or let's say July of 2022, I go on backstage, the casting app. Um, and I see, I got a message from this guy named Blake Tamarkin and I'm like, say, Hey man, I like your stuff. I saw your material. You got a good look. I'm shooting this film out in Chicago. I want, you know, I'm, I'm looking at you to be the potential lead in this feature. I'm like, yeah, right. This guy is what the hell? I, I, you know, Hollywood. Yeah, on my ass. Let's see about this. And I'm like, hey, man. And and there's something we still have this argument over it. He did send me a message a year prior, and I never saw it. And it was asking kind of the same thing. And you know, it just took so long to develop. And it was either that message or he messaged me again. And we we still got to clear that up. Um. Um. But uh. Anyways, I reached out. I'm like, hey, man, I'd love to be in your project. Uh, you know, and he, it wasn't official. And he uh, he's like, uh, we talked a little bit. And then he had me go to a table read. And we were like two months out of shooting. And I'm like telling my buddies, Matt and Justin, I'm like, yeah, this guy, Blake, wants me to like be in his movie in Chicago and pay me to go out there. I, I don't I don't buy this crap. Like, this is too good to be true. And I go to this table read on Zoom. There's freaking 25 people on it. Um, read for the lead role. Uh, he calls me the next morning. He's like, dude, we love you. Um, you in? And I'm like, yeah, I'm in. And um, and then for like a, two months, Blake and I, you know, we sat down, broke it down, the whole script, all that fun stuff. Um, and I we went like gangbusters on that thing. We just went crazy on it. I went crazy on it. And then we went out to uh, Chicago, August like 1st of, 1st of 2022. And... We shot the movie Third Wheel uh, for a month straight. It was the coolest experience I think I've ever been a part of. Um, That's your first time in in the Windy City? Oh, first time, dude. It it was sick. It's one of the best cities in America. It was was awesome. And I'm like, I love New York and Boston. My family's from New York. I got family in Jersey. Uh, and I love those city vibes, but there's just something about Chicago I really loved. And um, uh, we went out there, and st- Third Wheel, it's about it's a story about a breakup. Everyone's got a breakup, and this is our story about it. Um, and in, in Third Wheel, he latches onto this couple that's, like, his uh, ex-girlfriend's best friend and her, like, Spaniard new boyfriend. And, like, he's the third wheel, and he kind of he loses himself, totally loses himself. He loses this woman of his dreams. And it's him and his family kind of brings him back to life and he learns new things and meets a woman and some, I don't know what happens. You got to watch the movie. Um, and it's a cool story, dude. And it's, uh, it's, uh, it's got some, um, when Harry met Sally, Ferris Bueller's day off kind of vibes in it. Um, it's got a real nineties feel, which I love about Blake. You know, I tell people, you know, this movie, um, Blake, the director, he also wrote it and produced it and edited. He's a G. He uh, he trifecta. Yeah, dude. He he he. <laughs> he yeah, five five star athlete, five tool athlete. Yeah, uh, he uh, 
what was I going to say? He, uh, oh, you can just see the heart. You can see, you know, some of these movies nowadays, not to bash him, but like, that was Blake Tamarkin's fucking film, dude. Yes. And and he's just so proud of it. And um, but yeah, it's it's still going right now. Uh, we editing's kind of finally done. Um, it's nice and 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 uh, and concise, and it's about an hour and forty minutes. Um, we got some kick-ass songs from Warner Brothers, like uh, uh, Cecilia, you're breaking my heart. I think it's called Cecilia, and Crimson and Clover, and Love is Strange. Um. Uh, you know, don't put baby in the corner. That song, um, run around Sue, and I mean, songs are just a small aspect of it. Um, and we got some like real life Chicago locals that were in it. That were like played like the bar patrons, kind of like Scorsese. You know, putting his mom and and all the guys from the neighborhood in his movies. So sure. it's really got that. You know, he's got a Scorsese esque kind of. I hate I, you know, this big bold move to compare him to Scorsese, but just that oh, vibe. No, it's not. No, uh, it's not. <laughs> yeah, man. But uh, we and then we just started submitting to festivals, um, and yeah, we just like yeah. Someone just asked me the other day, it's like, what are the plans? And I was right in front of him, and they go, well, we just signed up. We did seventeen festivals. We uh, submitted, and that's just awesome news to hear. So now we just gotta wait. We're in the waiting period. We uh, we did our we did one so far, which was Chandler International Film Festival a couple weeks ago. Uh, John Malkovich was there. Uh, yeah, G post on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John Malkovich was there. Eric Roberts was there. Uh, Hank from Breaking Bad. I'm, I'm, I'm forgetting his name. Um, we went, got nominated for best late night feature, which is like the only feature category I think. Um, and you know there was like sixty features, only four nominations. We lost to you know like a one point five million dollar budget with named actors in it. Whatever. Uh, I got nominated for best actor. There's only four best actors. Didn't win, but there's, you know, 150 films, probably 500 plus actors. I mean, not 500 plus, but that was awesome. So, and we made this awesome connection um, uh, there. And, you know, I went, he went, his brother went, who's also in the movie, his the executive producers, first AD, did a Q&A. Uh, we got asked, not any many films were asked, but we went on the news, uh, on the Arizona news the day before. And he did a he did a freaking interview, and um, and what that's the thing that we I really like about Blake and uh, what we're doing, what we're kind of selling is like we're like this indie rock band, and like we're like then fuck everybody else, dude, and like we're just gonna make our fucking movies. Excuse my French, but um, yeah, and that's kind of what we sold in our Q and A, and then in our and then in in the interview that he had. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, and it, it, we're so excited. We're so excited. What's what's one of the biggest lessons that you learned um, in regards from seeing it from its cultivation stage to now it coming to life? What what what's one of the the lessons that you that you've taken away? Uh, editing is everything. I was able to get in the editing room, and that was something which was interesting on a huge on on the grand scheme of the the, the big picture of the movie. Editing is important. Um, and it's just so important. And, you know, that's why like Blake kind of took, he did have an editor, but he kind of really took over and, um, cause it was his vision. And like, that's what I mean by like the heart, like he could only tell the story. It was his story to tell. Um, but the, the, the thing personally with me, 
said this on another podcast, but it's just so important um, as an actor. And I'm just so self-critical. Like uh, everything sucked. It, it, I don't think I'll, and I came to the terms with that. I was driving the other day. I'm like, I'm never going to not see something where I'm like, that's, it's how, how less sucky do I think it is? And, you know, cause and I don't feel bad. Cause I just saw a clip of Robert De Niro where he, someone asked him what his favorite movie is of his. And he's like, you know, I'm so self-critical. I, it's hard to tell. And I'm like, Oh, if Robert De Niro is self-critical, you know, you're hard on yourself. I'm a, I hold myself to a standard. And, um, the thing for me was just, especially being in the editing room and like my first leading a feature, you know, carrying the movie and like having that weight on my shoulders. Yeah. A lot of, lot, a lot of money, a lot of time or not a lot of time. Um, and the acting, um, I would say, uh, you know, if, if you're pushing, you're pushing, bro. That's it. Like there, you get, you fall back on being real. You fall back on just living in the moment, not pushing, just being still waiting for someone to be pinched out of you. Every time I pushed a little, or I showed how angry I was, or I showed how sad I was, people don't show you, they try to hide it. And I saw it. I, and, and we were, we, we managed to, in the editing room, see the good, the bad, the ugly of the takes. And we managed to, you know, kind of at least at our best, try to work around those um, those pushed moments, those fake moments, because we're trying to go for authenticity. And it just goes back, yeah, if it, it's acting, but you're trying to be as real as possible. And yeah. if I can, if you can, if you think it, I can see it. So um, that that sounds like a, a a thought or a note that an acting teacher or acting coach would have given you. So let's talk about that, dude. How important is it to go to class? Ah, uh, dude. Well, you played sports. Yes. Yeah, join a team and just go to the games. At imagine, never. imagine that. It, it, you know, I gotta control what I can control. But that's right. You know, it's the most important practice. Practice. You can, my, if I told my college coach, hey man, here's the deal. I'll, I'll see you on Saturday. You guys, you do practice and waits for the next uh, six days. I'll see you Saturday, all right? <laughs> Eric, no, man. So, yeah, it's important, dude. And it's really important. And yeah. not only acting class, but to get on, you know, to learn the technique, of course, but to get that stage time. To get on stage, you go to act. I go really nowadays. Uh, I I'm pretty confident. I've been there for three years. Going, it's been my life for three years. So I I'm pretty. I like to confidently say I know what the craft is, and I'm a professional at this. And and you know that stage time. You can't beat stage time, and you and you can't beat camera time. And camera time is very rare. Um, and I'm just grateful that, you know, I booked Third Wheel and this other feature and a few other things. And I've had a lot of, I've been able to get a lot of uh, uh, camera time because there's, and it's the same as stage. It's like, it's just different when you know there's a freaking $30,000 camera pointing at you or there's 60 people in the crowd and there's six casting directors and five agents in the crowd and they're watching you. Um, you just can't beat that. And that's, that's where, that's the real pressure. Um, and that's what makes that's what it is when you're on set. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but it's so important and it drives me nuts when I, oh yeah, I'm an actor. Oh yeah. Where do you go to school? Uh, you know, I just, uh, yeah, my, my manager sends me out for auditions. No, 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 no. But Hey, but then again, not my business. 
And also there are so many actors in this industry that are very successful A-listers that never really did training. You know, I, I Leo kind of, Leo grew up on set. I know he had a coach, but, and Jennifer Lawrence, I know she kind of just did it. I, I, I think that's a fact, but um, there's more than one way to skin a cat. Yeah, as an actor myself, I, so I went to, I went through acting workshop. My mom had a program that I really, that's where I really learned like the crux of everything. Like, right. Everything, ins and outs, right? Um, a lot of it was m more based off of like theater, like in the theater. So acting real big. But then when I started transitioning over to commercial, it was, I was like 21, dude. And it yeah. was like, all right, now, well, so no, I'm like, I had an opportunity um, to do a film called Mom Wake Up. That was like, oh, 2000, uh -huh. when it came out in 06. Um, oh, wow. And that was like my first film, but I wasn't being told, all right, now there's a difference between big acting and then also like acting because the camera is pointing directly at you, like kind of minimizing that down a little bit, like bringing it all in. And it's more like you can see it in the eyes and different things that you can do to kind of indicate that same emotion without getting as grand. Right. Um, so, but that's when I started to learn was once I got into like doing commercials and stuff like that, I was on set. They're like, could you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. You like, gotta know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so what does that mean? What does that mean? So, <laughs> and so it was like kind of learning as, a, as, as, as I went. But the more I started getting deeper into the craft, the more I started hearing about, yo, listen, you need to go to class. And the more I started like getting those managers and agents, they were like, well, what classes are you taking? Like, right. You know what I'm saying? And I saw this beautiful, beautiful interview with Don Cheadle. And he's like, yo, you got to be active. Like, you you, you have to be in class. You got to be reading the plays. You got to be reading the films. Like, um, I got a script from Training Day, actually. Um, my mom gifted it to me for my birthday. And, awesome. uh, and when I first started doing films, which was like maybe like five or six years ago, she gifted it to me on my birthday, man. And so that was the first script that I saw in regards to like the formatting of how uh, a film script should look. And it was just like, all right, these are the different things. And then I started taking courses for that, for like writing. Um, so it was like, all right, I know that I need to do the schooling, but like you said, sometimes certain like different strokes for different folks, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Different yeah, and, and uh, I love what you said about Don Cheeto and uh, what was I gonna say? Yeah, it's just it's a muscle, dude. It's a muscle, you know. You, you, and there there's waves for me. I'm I'm prep, preparing for a play right now, and like so, I my muscle feels really strong. So I'm acting every day on my feet. Um, with those periods where you're between plays, or you just done, did a play, and you kind of you know you need a little break, you need two week break. Um, it's muscle. Um, so yeah, dude. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Let's talk about Drivers Ed. Well, first let me give uh, credit to your director and DP man, uh, Blake. Because I saw some of the uh, promotional um, stuff that you posted up on your page, bro. And what yeah. you said was like the Ferris Bueller um, old school 90s film. I saw that in the texture uh, of, yeah. the, of the frame, right? And it yeah. gave that the music, the style of dancing that you were doing. Yeah. It was that. And that's Ferris Bueller, first of all, is one of my favorite movies, bro. I gotta get right. He pulled it off, man. <laughs> Did, he dude. pulled it off, bro. So it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I have so, so big, big ups to him. Yeah, man. He made that film. 
Hey, I got to connect you guys. You got to have him on. You'll love him. He, he's yeah. a good guy. Yeah. Okay. Um. So let's talk about a little bit of uh, Driver's Ed. Um, this is more, a more newer film. This is like one of the yeah. last film projects that you worked on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Driver Ed. Uh, that came about, um, you know, self-submit. Uh, my agents and managers are great, but this was just an, a self-submission. And I'll preach that to the day I die, you know, self-promotion. I was on backstage hustling on on the side of getting auditions through my reps. And I see, uh, you know, paid paid work uh, feature in the lead, blah, blah, blah. Um, and the direct, and like, I'm just going to say, Look, backstage, don't sleep on backstage. Don't sleep on self-submission actors access. The director, Travis Malloy, he, 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 his last movie was on Netflix. He did a movie called Pandora with Dennis Quaid and Ben Foster. I know I'm name dropping right now, but I'm just trying to make a point of there's good stuff on there. And people are, more people are going independent. And this guy, he, yeah, he's kind of told me, he was just like, dude, I'm kind of done with the studios and them kind of controlling me. Like I'm doing what I want to do. And, um, um, and, and, uh, I auditioned for it and it was one of those roles. I was actually just telling someone the other day, it was one of those roles, um, where I, when I got the audition, I was just like, yep, I, I know what I want to do and not, not what they want, but like, I know who this guy is. Um, and, and the scene was, um, I'm talking to my goldfish, a poster of a girl in a bikini on the wall and a, a fern. And I'm just talking to them, like having full conversations. And God knows, well, I'll talk about that with my therapist on why I connected with that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But, but I'm like, oh, yeah, I know this guy. He's talking to his goldfish. And, and um, I'm like, oh, yeah, know this. And, uh, and of course, you know, I end up booking it. And, uh, and um, dude, and, and, and it's got uh, Driver Edge, like a Fight Club. And what was the other one? Oh, Fight Club and Taxi Driver. Uh, Ed, driver Ed, I'm, my name's Ed, Edward Clayton. Um, and so this one was awesome, dude. It, and I haven't been able to post too much because it's still coming out. And, you know, I don't have the relationship like I do with Blake of like, yo, man, can I just like get a copy of the film and make all these edits? Um, I don't know what they want to do yet. I want to, you know, weasel my way in there and say, let me take over for social media and look what I've done in the past with Third Wheel. Um but uh that movie i was about it was about it was like my second audition back from getting back from chicago um with blake from 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 doing third wheel and uh i do it and you know call back met him in person had a coffee with them you know and uh they ended up giving it to me the part and um and I and I had a lot more training by then. I had done a feature, and I kind of like knew. I was like, all right, like I got really got that confidence, like leading a feature again. And um, and my acting coach Wolfgang Bodison, who's like, love him. He's my he's my boy. Been with him for three years, and him and I just and I just had a lot more experience with acting by then. And um, so I was just more confident in my craft, and we just like. In like I background for third wheel, but I still didn't for sure know what I was doing. But in Driver Ed's a way more complex character. Third wheel Ray, the character was a, just a guy from Chicago that a normal. It was just a normal guy, 
drive red. He talks to his freaking animals and uh, he's got imaginary friends and he's an Uber driver and he's obsessed with this woman and he's a loner and he's a weirdo and he has a mustache. Um, and so I, my coach and I, we just went crazy on the background of this and really found out who this guy was. And, you know, just, 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 it's that goes back to that. Al, there's an Al Pacino quote. It's like 40 seconds long. It's a video clip. And like, you just, he says, you just get to a place where you don't have to act it. You just know what you're talking about. You know why you're doing it. You just get to a place where you don't have to act it. And I remember like my last session with Wolf and we had this weird characterization with this guy and he's kind of, you know, on the spectrum a little bit of, and that's kind of like just what I naturally did in the audition was, you know, I, He's a little jittery and uh we just talk like this and it's uh yeah I have my goldfish anyways um the last kind of session with my teacher he was like hey man you just walk on a set now there, there's nothing you don't do anything you just don't do anything you know this guy you are this guy just walk on the set and um it took a while for that to happen um just with the strike and then he got pushed because then he you know some things came up with him because he's a huge ghostwriter in LA he's got he's one of those guys the director is like I'll say something about the industry and he'd be like oh yeah and he'll like go on this like in 1997 I I, I was working with x y and z and this guy and blah, blah blah and I'm like what 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 and it's just like crazy like he's just like a walking textbook of Hollywood and it kind of comes out in the character because he's like obsessed with LA and Hollywood. Um, so driver ed, and then we started shooting that and a lot of it's in the car in a van because he's, he's an Uber driver. And um, so I've spent uh, 50, 100 hours driving that van around, actually driving it on the streets, on Ventura, downtown LA, on Hollywood Boulevard. And you cannot recreate that. And that's what he was so passionate about because he was also the DP, the director. You cannot recreate that in a studio. You can't create the, recreate that in a green room. Those lights flashing by, those those light flares, different colors, it looks beautiful. And it took forever, took him forever just to figure it out. Um, and you know, and it, and it was just a place where indie filmmaking man. He went out and made himself his wife, who's the sweetest lady, Lori Sheldon. It was she was like the boom operator, the first AD you know, doing the slate, uh, producer, wardrobe, and he was the DP director uh, and writer. And it was just us three driving around in the car for 50, 100 hours. And, you know, of course, we have a bunch of other actors in it. But like that, that was like, that's the core of indie filmmaking. And it looks so good. And we're like, so excited with it. And, um, and it's yeah, like the story storyline, I can't give too much weight, because it's like a real complex, like big twist at the end. But he had, he develops this obsession over this woman. She got a bad boyfriend. And he's gonna do everything in his power to to protect her. All while there's this serial killer killing Uber drivers all over LA. And the worlds collide. collide. So um I want both first of all, I haven't seen either one of those films. Yeah, third wheel or driver head. But man. Yeah, amazing. The plot yeah, man. So it, it, it's exciting. We're, we're we're super excited for that one, and uh, uh, yeah, I'm excited. And like that, I, and I just felt so much better, stronger. You know, 
I just, it's just natural. I got more experience with acting and I just like feel a lot better. And I knew not to push. And I knew like, I'm going to try this on this take and I'll try this on this take and like really going for it. And um, I think it shows and I'm just super excited to see what happens with that. Uh, yeah, man. Got in, in the field that we are, that we're in, bro, that, that we want to do, we got to, but that's, I think that that's the essence of it is just letting, letting go. Like, Certain actors have certain methods and, and and processes that they go through to to um, get into their character and stuff like that, right? And mm -hmm. like one of mine is like, like I of course I I give everything to God before I do anything, right? So yeah. like, God, whoever this character is, whoever this character is, bring them to me. Mm. Mm. Good and man, bring them to me. You know what I mean? And that's outside of the work. There is a there is a certain energy that you get when 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 you actually grab hold of the character and who the character is, like it's a beautiful thing. Um, yeah, it's a beautiful thing, bro. So I, I'm super excited. I, I'm I'm excited for for what you got coming up for all that you're yeah. doing, bro. Um, but you said something about Robert De Niro in regards to um, not forcing it, not faking it. And that just took me because a lot of what we do is therapy and, and mental work. Um, right. It took me to imposter syndrome. I don't know why that popped up in my in my mind. And uh -huh. I think that that could be a barrier and a wall uh, in approaching characters because it's like I'm acting like like the best the, the beautiful thing I like about Cuba Gooden when he did radio, he uh -huh. wasn't, he wasn't being a a person with uh, uh, issues, yeah, like yeah, autism that were on the spec on the spectrum. He was like he was that person, like he was yeah, was that guy. And there's a difference when you see it. It just it just looks like like it it looks like buffoonery. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it yeah. Looks, it looks what well, like when it's, when it when it's not done correctly when you don't attack it correctly. And so, um, I think that in imposter syndrome it's the same thing like we're we're acting and and i'm, I'm kind of switching gears when we, in, in regards to um, mental health um with all that you've been through bro and all your highs and lows um mental wellness has to be one of your main goals as well so mm -hmm. that you continuously be prosperous in in the area that you're in so how important is it to have mental wellness so important, bro. If without it, without, yeah, without men, yeah, it, it is the, the most important thing. Um, and it's a hard thing. Um, and especially in this industry, it is, it is top priority because this city will eat you up. It will eat you up and spit you out and you will turn around and blink. And I, I think uh, just from what I hear, 10 years will go by and you'll be like, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm still a waiter and I don't have any credits. What the hell's going on? Um, and, you know, it's an industry where like I, I think there are, there, I'm sure the rest of the world's like this. But this is I'm just speaking up from my experience. Um, this industry is based on. You know, I, yeah, I can only speak from my experience. I, I'm not saying that actors have it the worst and people in Hollywood have it the worst, but this is just what I only thing I can speak on. Um, we live in this world, at least in Hollywood, where 
whatever you do, whatever you've done, whatever movies you've done reflects your value. Like that's kind of how it's set up in a way. Um, and I've caught my, I catch myself all the time saying, well, I'm not him yet. I don't have a guest star. Well, I don't have a million dollars in the bank. Well, I'm not, in, you know, I'm not in with the the Hollywood elites. Um, you know, how am I going to make it? And, you know, that's a hard thing that still I, you know, the comparison, um, the comparison and where you're not, you know, I get, I'm always thinking of where I'm not. And it's just so funny how the mind works. Cause if you were to tell me a year ago or two years ago that, yeah, you got two features and a commercial with Shaquille O'Neal under your belt, you work with a director whose last movie was on Netflix, never believed you. But if you look at me right now, I don't even think about those things. I'm, 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 I'm greedy as fuck. What's next, boy? What you got for me? Cool. That's done. Give me something more. More money, more, more acting opportunities, more auditions. You know, there was a time where I didn't even get auditions for my reps. And now I get them. And now I'm like, well, I want bigger auditions. And that's just how the mind works and like the the disease of more. Um, and so mental health, man, tend in your garden. Um, that's been my thing. And also helping out people along the way. Tending your garden kind of has a selfish connotation to it but you know i want I, I being it's not being a, a douche and being kind to everybody um and and mental you know if you really think about this industry if you think about it and you stare at it for too long it, it will scare the shit out of you um and that's just kind of what i was saying earlier look i'm just latching on to these dudes I mean, I'm open to having girls in my circle too, but I just, so far I've just found guys. Um, just latch on these dudes that I love and, you know, banding together. We're, we're, none of us are as smart as all of us. It's one of my favorite quote, quotes. Um, and just latching on to them and they give me life and like that I'm not alone, that there is hope that I'm not an idiot and I actually have good ideas that we see eye to eye that I'm heard and they're heard. And like, that's love, you know, that's love being listened to and, and you listening to them. And I, I, I get that from my, my boys that I have. Um, but yeah, it's hard dude. And like, I, I think just keeping the momentum going and not getting stagnant. What what not getting stagnant, whether you are like, oh, I booked something. I can I can take off the gas. No, 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 no. That's even more important. And then also, I oh, mean, I'm not getting anything. I gotta I, it sucks. Just keep going, dude. And sometimes I go over the top with it. I know I'm sounding like I'm some guru, hardworking guy, but that is the truth. And I'm, you know, I'm not nearly where I want to be, but um proud of where I am though. And it's just like, dude, this next indicated action. Like, what am I going to do today? I got acting class at nine and I got acting class at seven tonight and we're doing something that I got rehearsals after that. And that's just what I'm going to do today. And I just think it's the, and we always, uh, me and all my buddies, we talk about little wins. If you, if you can compile a little win 
every two days, every three days, you know, you get a call back, even in auditions are win. you know, you get some feedback from your acting coach on Monday that holds you over till Thursday. You uh, get a cool audition on Thursday and on Sunday, you uh, whatever, whatever, you know what I'm trying to say? Um, little wins and you just, you eat those up. Um, and yeah, dude. And like, yeah, not losing your, and yeah, that's, that's, that's it. And not losing yourself and don't get lost in the sauce. When I first moved to LA, I met this guy, this like cool hip guy. All right. And we were out partying my first day in LA, but yo, man, what's your piece of advice for a guy that just moved to LA? And it was out of a movie, man. He goes, Hey man, don't get lost in the sauce. And I'm like, what the fuck? What is this guy saying? All right, okay, don't get lost in the sauce. And yo, I look back on that. I know what that guy meant. I know what that guy meant. And there have been times where I almost got lost in the sauce. And I'm so thankful I'm not lost in the sauce. The sauce is right here. So uh, yeah, yeah, that, that, that's it. There you go. That's my monologue, coach. What'd you think? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, man. Yeah, man, it's, it's, it's huge. And I'll be one to tell you, man, I, I got lost in the sauce, bro. Ah, hey, man, it happens to all of us. But, you know, <clears throat> one of the most beautiful things about the process of actors, and, and this is the only reason why I, I'm specifically directing to actors or actresses, creatives, because that's who I really gravitate towards and who I circle myself around. So I'm just talking to them, and I hear their stories, and I'm like, yo, like, so many successes, all different types of it. And, and it's like, but they always have that moment where they're like, yo, but this is where I need to be. Mm -hmm. And yep. my buddy told me, he was like, we were shooting another podcast. And he told me live on the podcast, I think this is right around that season while we lost in the sauce. He said to me, he said, don't get too high up on your horse where God got to knock you off. Ooh, baby. And I didn't get it then. But yeah, I yeah. Brought it back down. Yeah, yeah. Brought it back down. And this and this, but it's good because there is going to be a character that I'm presented with. And that is that's where I'm gonna be able to pull from. You know what I'm saying? So like no experience is ever lost for us, bro. It's like yeah. this is just this is just momentum and fuel for us to get to that character that that is on the way for us. Yeah, man. And yeah, and it, it and I just think, you know, I was thinking the last couple of days, like, why do I love this? Like why and I you know, you always play with the idea. It's like, oh, you know, my buddies back home all got like nine to fives and they have like salaries and they're making like big boy money. And it's like, but what's fuck priceless about this, man? It, it, you don't know what's gonna come. You don't know what audition's gonna come in. You don't and like in and what we're doing with my butt, my, my team, it's like we can make whatever the hell we want. Like, and that's awesome. And like, and at the core of it, it's like, dude, I love movies so much. I love the characters. Like, I want to give that to somebody else. Like, and I want to create that. Um, and like, they're just movie, even just Forrest Gump or uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. That's the one that actually really stands out. Like, I am depressed. I'll never know anything more about those characters again. Like, that those two hours, that's all I got with them. And that's all I'll ever get. That's the cool thing about it. I want to like give that to people. And and like even I remember I was watching End of Watch. You ever seen that movie? Never uh, seen it's that. a cop movie. It's great. It's Jake Gyllenhaal and Michael Pena. Pena. Uh, it's a cop movie, dude. It's it's it, 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 you'll cry. 
But I'm um, watching Jake Gyllenhaal like doing this workout and being a cop. I'm watching it one day and I'm like, man, what? maybe I should have been a cop or like maybe I should have uh, gone into the military. Like, well, what am I doing? Because you have those moments often. I'm not going to say it's just all, yeah, I'm an actor and this is the best thing ever. Um, and I'm thinking to myself, I mean, I should have been a cop. I should have, or, or not, I should have, maybe I could have been a cop or, or a military or Navy SEAL. And then I, I catch myself, wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. What is that? I want to portray a cop or a Navy SEAL. I want to, I'm not in love with the, the profession. I'm in love with the acting. You little sneaky bastard, you. And uh, that's why. That's so. It. All right, man. Listen, we're going to wrap it up here. But yeah. man, we always do rapid questions, brother. So well, I'm going to fire these bad boys at you. You got about three seconds to answer them. And we'll move on to the next question. All right? All right. Let's do it. All right. Favorite movie? Forrest Gump. Favorite color? Orange. Favorite dish? Uh, uh, steak. Uh, New York, New York Strip. Cheesecake Factory or Red Lobster? Red Lobster. Oh, what am I high Cheesecake Factory? <laughs> East or West Coast? East Coast. Love or loyalty? Loyalty. Football or basketball? Neither. <laughs> James James St. Patrick or Tommy Egan? I don't really know either. Wait, who is that? Uh, from Power, from the show Power. Oh, dude, I'm bad. I'm bad. I never watched yeah, it. Good. That's 50 Cent show good. too, right? Yeah. All and good. I love 50 Cent. All right. Favorite hobby? Acting. It's not a hobby. My favorite hobby, uh, uh, watching movies. <laughs> no doubt. Winter or summer? Winter. No doubt. Hey, listen, brother. Thank you again for joining us, man. I know you got class that you get ready to go to, right? Yeah. Now. So... Thank you for, for taking some time out of your day. And to my guests, thank you for joining us for another episode of the Meraki Podcast. Make sure to subscribe and share with someone else. And as always, peace over everything. Be blessed. I love you. Peace to you. Thank you so much. Take it easy.